Welcome to this week's episode of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. This week, we are talking about managing sellers' expectations when selling in this bananas market of 2021. Tom, another episode, episode 30 of our Nitty Gritty Podcast. Tom Krieger here, the team leader of the Tom J. Krieger team, myself, Matt Beret. Tom, we are talking about sellers. Yep. We're talking about their expectations. My favorite kind of people, by the way. Favorite kind of people. Um, we're talking about managing their expectations in 2021. The real estate market is on fire. It's not even on fire. It is like nuclear. Okay. It is bananas. So I want to sell my home. I am seeing the market's insane. I'm thinking I can add any price to my property because there's not a lot of homes out there, right? You're my agent, you're at my front door. How are you going to set the expectation with me, a not very in-tuned home seller? How are you gonna manage my expectation about what my home is worth and where it positions itself in the market? Well, Matt, thanks for asking that question. And this is really a very complicated question. I'm going to try and make it as simple as possible. Right now, real estate agents cannot dictate exactly what your house is going to sell for because we are in such a supply and demand differential in the United States right now, not only here in Tucson, Arizona, but all over the United States. As you know, we're con we're in contact with over 4,000 agents throughout the United States that we know of through a, an organization that we belong to. Um, and we're hearing the same thing. From our coaches, from our real estate coaches, we're hearing the same thing. Nobody knows exactly where the market is per se. All we can do is take something that is similar in size and amenities, compare it to the most recent sale and say, okay, this is about where we're at. But to say that I know exactly this house will sell for $500,000 is not an honest agent because they don't know what's going on right now, okay? okay? Um, you may think the house is worth 500000 but somebody comes from a different part of the United States and they walk in and say, I'm willing to pay $600,000 and here's the cash for it, mm -hmm. okay? A real honest agent will say, I believe we're going to be somewhere in this range. So let's use that $500,000 $500, example I was talking about. I'm going to say this property could sell as much as 10% above what I believe it'll sell for, or we could see it sell as much as 10% below because the market is moving so fast. There isn't a lot of dated inventory out there where the prices have stayed the same. They're moving up, they're moving up, they're moving up. So if you look at a property where the seller says, well, my neighbor has a 2,300 square foot ranch style home just like mine. He sold it for 500, I want 575. I'm gonna go in and tell him, Mr. Seller, great that you want 575. We're gonna probably be on the market for an entire year before somebody pays that. Well, I hear the market's going up. Of course it's going up. There's, you know, you have all the ancillary information that you need. Although we don't want to price the house out of contention for everything else, let's price it where the last sale was and be open to receiving higher offers. That makes sense. That way we know this is the benchmark. 
But if we find buyers that are cash buyers that want to live in this development, want to live in this neighborhood, want to go to that school's district, is that close to their job, they may be willing to pay 5% more, like $25,000 more, or maybe as much as $10,000 or 10% more, which is $50,000. So I'm trying to set the expectation of let's stay where the last sale was, but let's be expectant that we're probably going to get more. So it's based off of the data. Yes. Rather than just pulling a number out of the air or going with the seller's potentially emotional value of their home, what they believe their home's worth, using data, but also being open-minded that we're in a very shifting daily to day-to-day shifting market that it could sell for 50,000 more, it could sell for 50,000 less, but you can only go off what the data is telling you. Yeah. So the odds are of it selling less than the last sale currently Mm-hmm. is probably unrealistic if okay. it's the exact same. I mean, if it's if it's an apple for an apple. Now, if you got an apple and a banana, okay, they're fruits, but they're different, right? Yeah. So I try and stress with my clients that your house is worth, at the very least, what the last similar home sold for, mm-hmm. okay? Price it there, and let's see if we can bring it to the marketplace as agents introduce it to as many people as possible in the public and get the highest possible offer. Let's not be way up here and let your neighbors sell their house to the other you know, to the other buyers. But Tom, I'm a homeowner, and I want to sell my house, and all these offers are cash. So why does it matter what we list my house for if they're all cash offers? Well... You've heard of Rolls-Royce, uh-huh. right? The average Rolls-Royce, I think right now, is about $250,000. If you were the Rolls-Royce company, why aren't you selling it for a million dollars? I don't know. Why not? Because nobody's going to pay that. Okay. Whether you're cash or financed. Okay? So you got to be realistic. People don't want to fall into the greed aspect when it comes into real estate because that's how you get burnt. Okay? okay? You hire an agent to tell you what's going on in the market. So, you know, you can sell your house yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need a real estate agent to sell your house. It's negotiating and getting to the finish line that's the tough part, and that's the reason you hire an agent. As for instance, you can cut your own hair, right? But I'm not cutting my hair, okay? I can cut my own hair, but I'm not cutting it. I'm letting a professional do it, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say to the sellers. We have buyers out there. We have cash buyers out there. We have finance buyers out there. You have to price your house correctly in order to get them to engage in the process of making an offer on your house. I'm with you. So don't don't pitch the house just at the cash buyers because, you know, there's no appraisal attached to that. It can go for whatever. You've got to base it off the people who may be coming in with lending and potentially get a cash offer that just comes yes. in a little higher. Yes, and, and to clarify that a little bit, most agents who work with buyers, if they're making a cash offer, are going to put in the contract subject to an appraisal. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you're really protecting the buyer's interest, you should be doing that. Now, protecting the seller's interest is what I like to do, is saying, I'd like you to remove that contingency, please. You're a cash buyer. You like this house, you want to pay that much for it, great. But again, we're not going to get people paying a million dollars for Rolls Royce when they can pay 250000 for it. Okay. Yeah. Talk about... Um Talk about the seller's motivation right now. You know, what is motivating sellers to sell? Because we're in a limited inventory marketplace. You know, sellers who are selling are selling for, you know, very different reasons. 
what's the what can we do to motivate sellers to move to ultimately sell their home? Well, I think right now, you know, with this COVID environment, we're getting better. Where more and more people are getting inoculated, um, more and more people are starting to believe in the herd immunity, and they're feeling more comfortable opening up their house for sales. That's one. Number two is people are now getting back to work, okay? Before I believe that we would have had homes for sale, unfortunately the seller if they sold their house wouldn't qualify for a loan because they're on unemployment they may be getting nine hundred dollars a week with the government assistance and all that but that doesn't qualify as income for them to buy so i think that's part of the equation too is that people were out of work but still were getting subsidies in order to make their mortgage payment but they should we're not qualifying for a new loan. So I think that's gonna come into play too. I also am starting to see builders look at opening up a little bit more and not waiting for the people to come in and buy the house. They're starting to build these speculative homes now so that people can come in there and buy them right away. So that for the seller is going to be a, I guess a boom because they'll be able to, bypass all the startup time that a that a builder has right mm -hmm. okay so the builder is already four months into a seven month build process the buyer comes in and says wow three months i can get my house on the market now and close in that so we're going to see that happening too all right um we have to as real estate agents share with the public that you want to get this equity train. You want to get on this equity train sell your house now buy a new one and then ride the equity elevator or the equity train up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you find sellers and your buyers are always going to be there because we have more buyers than sellers right now. Getting sellers to understand now is a great time to get your house sold because it isn't like it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you seeing sellers, um, are you seeing sellers become a little stubborn with regards to selling almost it, for instance, I'll sell my house if you bring me X amount of dollars. Uh, yeah. And if I don't get X amount of dollars, I'm not moving. Yeah, We're, we call those buyers make me move buy or sellers make me move sellers. You know, if you can find a buyer or if there's a buyer out there, maybe not you as a real estate agent, but just as a maybe a seller wants to try it on his own. Hey, I'll move, but you're going to pay me a million dollars from my house, even though it's only worth eight hundred thousand. So it's more of a financial. Great. It's more of a financial driven thing than it is a relocation, a school. Right. Or it's a greed thing. Okay. If I can make this much money, now I know sellers out there that I've worked with in the past that are saying, I could sell my house for a million dollars, but I can't find a house comparable to my, comparable to mine for a million dollars. So I'm not selling. Real estate agents, their job would be to find those types of houses for the sellers to be able to move in, whether they're new construction or or maybe they're canvassing an area looking for sellers to put that house on the market so their sellers could come in and buy. Yeah. It's a lot of work to... It's a big chain of events. Yeah, in this yeah. market. It's a lot of work right now, but I think we're going to start seeing a movement in the marketplace. I think we're going to start seeing more and more homes coming on the market. In fact, our statistics show right now that it's creeping up slowly, but the homes are coming off the market right away. So we're, we're eating up that buyer pool, yeah. right? Yeah. We're eating up that buyer pool, and soon or later... 
we're going to see the buyers slow down and we're not going to get 10 or 15 offers on a house. We're going to get two or three like a normal market. Mm -hmm. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Okay. Great episode. Um, I love managing the seller's expectations. You know, I, I, I really appreciate, you know, agents like us that take the time to set the expectation. You know, your house isn't worth a million dollars. It's only worth 500,000. Um, and explaining the dichotomy of the market of it's not all cash buyers. They are still finance buyers. This isn't, you know, you don't get to write... It's not going to be a blank checkbook moment. No, the majority of the buyers in the United States are finance buyers. Yeah, yeah. And then also working with sellers who, you know, I will only sell if I get X, and then working with them to, you know, play all that out and, you know, make it a seamless transition for people looking to buy. Yeah, like a professional agent should, Matt. Don't let the expectations run away for the sellers, and then you just fall over and say, okay, I'll put your house for sale out there, knowing full well it's not going to sell for that. You disincentivize buyers in general. You are lying to your seller, telling them, yeah, I think I can get this, and you're wasting everybody's time. Don't do that. Buying the listing. Don't do that. Don't buy the listing. Got it. Great episode. Uh, Thank you for your insight, as always. Uh, If you have any questions with regards to selling in this market here in Tucson or nationally, again, we are are connected with over 4,000 agents in the Tom Ferry ecosystem. So any state, any city, we got you covered. We can connect you. Uh, Please reach out if you have any questions, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.